0: It's time
1: for another edition of Senior Moments. Senior Moments,
0: brain parts. I try hard to remember, but the process never starts.
1: Senior Moments.
0: Listening to Senior Moments on CFIS FM 93.1, and we're back again on this Tuesday afternoon. Sharon, of course, is here.
2: Yes, I am, and Judy's here.
0: Judy's pushing the buttons for
2: us today. And Reg as just usual. ran out. As, he u-
0: as usual, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Reg doesn't like to hear us. He leaves when we come on the air.
2: <laughs> and so we have a guest today, Shannon Freeman, PhD, but Dr. Freeman, I loved the expression on your face when you heard our intro song. <laughs> that
3: was that was that was cute. That was
0: like that little thirteen-year-old dancer. Eh? Yeah. Him and his mom were here, and when he heard that, he went.
3: When he looked
0: at his mom. You know, he had his hand over his mouth.
2: Now, who is sponsoring us?
0: Oh, geez, I forgot the sponsors. Get the sponsors up, Judy. We are proudly sponsored by Trevor Slaney of Hogue Slaney Lawyers for help with wills, estates, and planning. Call Trevor at two five zero. Five six one triple zero eight. Thanks for reminding me. There's our first senior moment of the and, day.
2: And then share with Shannon how we got to get this song.
0: Okay, uh, we um, I saw an entertainer called Golf Brooks uh, way back when, and he's in Florida, and he's doing this song live for a senior center. And uh, I said, I said, Reg, we need that song for our introduction, right? So he says, Yeah, but you got to get his permission. So. We phoned him up and it turned out he's a really nice guy and he let us use his song as long as we give him credit. So the credit goes to Golf Brooks from Florida. Yes. Thanks, Golf.
2: Yeah, thank you very much. Now Shannon, you're a postdoctoral fellow, School of Health and Sciences, University of Northern British Columbia. Wow. Yes. Yeah, happy to be here.
0: Yeah. Welcome.
2: And vice president, International Association on Geriatrics and Gerontology. Coalition of Student Organizations and Immediate Past President Canadian Association on Gerontology Students Connection.
3: Yeah, I got I got multiple hats there. Oh, Boy. and you're so young. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> I can't
0: even spell that stuff.
2: <laughs> but um, before we came on air, I asked the difference between geriatrics and gerontology. So. Uh, Shannon, would you explain that to us?
3: Yeah, so I am a doctor, but that's a doctor with a PhD because I would call myself a social gerontologist. Um, And so I study research um, all connected to the field of aging and older adults. And so the difference between gerontology, which would be the social side of studying aging, um, compared to geriatrics, which is really the medical side of studying Aging, so you have geriatrics in the hospital or in biomedical research.
2: And so mm. you would
3: help us live longer rather than
2: take all kinds of medication.
3: <laughs> yes, maybe. More so looking ways at quality of life. So, yes. so living better yes. and living healthier. Yeah. yeah, and that
2: equals living longer, doesn't it?
0: Well, yes, it does, but not necessarily, right? Yes. If you live better, you may not necessarily live longer.
2: I don't see you That's an oxymoron, isn't it? Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Are you calling me a moron again? In a nice way. <laughs> I'm calling you ox and okay, then a moron. Ox, okay. <laughs> and so um, Lola Dawn from Prince George Council Seniors um, suggested that we get a hold of you uh, because... You know, we represent seniors, well, not always, but most of the time, <laughs> most of the time we try to represent seniors. And I, I think that your research, um, I would be very interested in learning more about your research. And do we start with your, your uh, time in Japan? Is that the beginning, kind of?
3: Well, no, the beginning would be, I guess, why why gerontology? Why do I study yes. okay. aging? And I have to give all the credit to my grandmother. Ah. Um, and I come from small town Ontario. Uh-huh. And growing up, I, I spent a lot of time with my grandma on, on weekends on the farm. And she was very, very important in my life. So uh, when I became a teenager and was in high school thinking, what am I going to do with my life? The one thing I knew was I wanted to know, Um, as much as I could so that when the time came and she needed help from me, that I would have the knowledge and the abilities to help her. And so that's what really drives my passion to um, study in the field of aging, really to make a difference um, in the lives of of others.
2: Were you able to help your grandmother?
3: Yes. So my my undergraduate is from McMaster University. I Mm -hmm. did um, a combined degree in political science and gerontology. And then after um, that degree, I went to Japan, and I was Mm -hmm. teaching English over there, and my grandmother did become ill, Um, and so then I did come home. I came Mm -hmm. home multiple times from Japan to navigate the healthcare system for her, um, and to help my family um, support her to make sure that she had her voice heard, and that she could have things happen the way she wanted to. So um, she ended up dying of uh, metastatic breast cancer, um, but she was able to die and be supported on the farm. Oh, She, wonderful. she died where she wanted to be.
2: Yeah. Mm. Oh, so that's really, that's really good. So McMaster's in London, Ontario, is it? No, McMaster's
3: in Hamilton, Hamilton Ontario. Hamilton, right, right. Yeah, yeah. so... So that's okay, where I got yeah. my
2: start yeah. and my
3: good foundations in aging. They had a really good gerontology program there.
2: Yeah, and so that that must have made you feel um, I don't know about but feel something really special when you were able to help your grandmother because that was the, what got you. Pointed in this direction, eh? so what? What did your grandmother do that was so absolutely like? I have a grandma too. That story, (laughs) and and I, I mean, my grandmother is never out of my thoughts for what she taught me. So, what was it your grandmother gave you?
3: Um, I think my grandmother gave me the wisdom to listen and to really look at a situation before making a quick judgment. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, the the happiest childhood memories I have are are the simple moments with her, Mm -hmm. you know, playing Mm -hmm. in the snow, playing in the creek, things Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so whenever I had trouble at home with my parents, my grandmother was (laughs) always the one who stepped in and said, listen.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And so did she teach you about proper eating and and um diet and things like that living on the farm i would imagine that there was a a real honoring of food
3: um Maybe. Yeah. Not, that not, wasn't not so much. Baked, I mean, she yeah. was a great baker. She, yeah, was she? <laughs> uh, I, I still have some of her recipes. I make uh, a good chocolate chip cookie for her. I think I, think I had the
0: only grandmother, and, and I loved her dearly, but she couldn't cook.
2: Yeah, my grandma did cook <laughs> she, very well. Oh no. She was
0: horrible, as a matter of fact. Her daughter, though, my aunt, was a great cook.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, my grandmother was an outdoor girl, so she mm-hmm. wasn't cooking wasn't the biggest thing. And it sounds like your grandma liked being outdoors, or at least you were safe outdoors at your at the farm. Yeah, definitely. So, it, so after she passed away, did you? go back to Japan for a while?
3: Yeah, so I was back and forth from Japan throughout that process. I was teaching English there. I actually, I got married and had my first child in Japan as oh, well. Wow. Um, and then I um, went back to school and I did my master's degree in Japan. Um, I was really fortunate to do uh, my master's in uh, medical school at Tohoku University School of Medicine, which wow. is in Sendai, Japan.
0: Wow. Do you have to do that could you do that in English, or did you have to learn Japanese?
3: So I, I had to learn Japanese. Really? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Wow. Yep. I was the only native English speaker in the whole school of medicine while I was there, just uh-huh. me. Um, and although the majority of them can speak um, in, English, yeah. my research that I did all had to be conducted in Japanese with with, uh, with people there.
0: That can't be easy.
3: No, but, <laughs> you, you know, at the time, I don't think you realize how difficult it is when yeah. you're doing it, because you're just, you know, you Weird. have a plan and you're moving through it. Yeah. But Sendai, Sendai is a really famous city in Japan because that's where they just had that big tsunami.
2: Yes. Oh, and that
3: was the city where I lived for, for many years. I'm um, very near and dear to uh, my heart and that of my families as well. So is your husband from Japan? No, no. My husband was working in Japan. He's from Nigeria.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah,
3: and uh, it's, it's funny how, you know, when, when you're overseas, all all people... Um, You make many, many friends from all over the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
2: uh, no. Talk about immersion. <laughs> wow. <yeah. laughs>
3: we, we hear French again. immersion.
2: This is Japanese immersion.
0: But, you Boy, know, I think, I think we're a little, uh, uh, what's the word, nearsighted, I guess, when it comes to language. I mean, the rest of the world embraces language. We have one and grudgingly two, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And you know, we should be Bob's well, bisexual.
2: But, I mean, bilingual. <laughs> well, depends on the weekend, you know. <laughs> okay that's one. I tried I tried really hard but I couldn't quite catch it
0: that's one for Sharon
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> i um I love well, you Spanish you tried really hard to do what
0: learn a second
2: oh, language okay. <laughs> And and so so the Japanese experience you walked away with the masters that's quite amazing don't yep. I think anyway I, I do mean, too <laughs> I mean
0: it's hard enough it would be hard enough in English wouldn't
3: it Yeah yeah definitely
0: yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but I was fortunate I could write my thesis my actual final product I did write um, in, English. in English. Do you use Japanese at all now for any, like is your husband
2: um, bilingual, trilingual, he, you know?
3: So, so my, de- my husband definitely, he speaks Japanese very well. Yeah. Um, because he worked for a Japanese company when oh, we were there. Oh, okay. So,
2: yeah. Um, and
3: I can read and write and I still can read and write. I haven't forgotten it all. Of course, my, my Japanese is getting rusty. Yes. But,
2: yeah. Um,
3: still we can, we can definitely understand and
2: And your child would be speaking Japanese, too, I would imagine. Yeah, so
3: that's the funny one. So my oldest daughter, because she was born in Japan and she went to a Japanese daycare, her first language, we would say, was Japanese. (laughs) It wasn't English. Isn't that interesting? It it was hilarious. And uh, you have this this little girl who's got a Nigerian father and a Canadian (laughs) mother, and she's fluent in Japanese. Isn't that interesting? I think that really shows the future, though.
2: I think that, so, yeah. You know, yeah, which is right. a good future. Yeah. Because we would have been raised in white Anglo-Saxon, well, I'm well, Catholic, white, Protestant. White uh, <laughs> Catholic, yeah. Which and, is,
3: <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm similar because I'm from small town, yes. small town Ontario. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: which small town? I'm we, from
3: the little village of Ayr, Ayr, okay. Ontario, outside of the kitchener waterloo region. A-Y-R-E. A-Y-R. Sharon,
0: A-Y-R. Uh, yeah. Sharon and I are both from Ontario. Yeah.
2: They kicked us out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's that's where um, um, they had a lot of Mennonites in around there, didn't they? Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And and a wonderful uh, farmers' market that I remember go- driving up from Scarborough, Ontario to. Yeah, and Saint Jacobs there. Yeah. Yeah, and the horses drawn carriages and all the all the cages were made out of wood and <laughs> like nothing was modern. And so. Um, now you've got your master's, now you've come back to Canada, and you have more
3: children. Yeah, I do. I have two more. Oh. So did you want to hear about my, my master's? Yes, I do. Okay, so I was really excited. My master's research in Japan um, looked at centenarians, yeah. and I conducted one of the first studies looking at caregivers of centenarians um, in Japan, because Sendai is in the north, and so it's in a more traditional Area of the country, and so some of those caregivers are in their 80s and 90s themselves, and they've been primary caregivers wow. to their to their mother-in-law for 70 years. Could you imagine that? <laughs> you you've been caring for her and cooking her meals for 70 years, and so it's a very different kind of well, kind of caregiving there to, to learn about.
0: There's more. Sure, re- glad uh, I'm
3: not Japanese. <laughs> if that's what I would have had to. Have there's been. more of a
0: reverence for <laughs> elders in Japan, isn't there, and and uh, ancestors and all that sort of culture is different than ours.
3: Yeah, and I think we have some really great lessons that we can learn from them, especially with caregiving because um, I'm from small-town Ontario, so I have a lot of traditional um, small-town values. But in Japan, um, caregiving is part of, part of your life course. So when you get married, if you marry the oldest son, then that is a duty that is part of something that is an accepted Part of getting married is that you're going to be caring for. Yeah, um, you
2: leave your family behind totally and, yes. and immerse yourself in his. That's what I learned in women's studies when I took it. Yeah, and, and yeah. so
3: that contrasts kind of our, my experience with my grandmother where I had my own, my own life trajectory. I'm traveling in Japan. I'm teaching English. I've got my own life. My grandmother gets sick, so I put my own life on hold. Mm-hmm. I come home, I take a leave from what I want to do, and then I take on the caregiving responsibilities and then, after um my caregiving responsibilities have finished at home, then I can go back mm-hmm. and see if i can if I can resume my own trajectory. so it's a, a bit different mm-hmm. than the traditional kind of caregiving that I was studying. Um, with yes. the caregivers of centenarians in Japan, so they had their whole life was caregiving. It was just part of their everyday life yeah.
2: experience.
3: yeah, it wasn't there wasn't much choice
2: and 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 I don't know if that's changed or not in Japan or not, but from this the history that I took. and yes, um my mother and her sister cared for their father until he died at home. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that, and they were newfies, and that, but that was kind of a tradition yeah. back in the day. Uh, instead of putting people in a uh, hospital or into, you well, kept them home. They died at home. tended
0: to stay closer together too. Yeah, and, and support
2: no. one another. Yeah, yeah, and
0: we're not spread out all over the continent like we are now.
2: Yeah, know? and so, uh, um, so centurions—they're not those people who ride horses and, no. and do stuff. <laughs> there.
3: No, centenarians are persons who are over the age of one hundred. So yes. you're looking at people who who have lived a very, very long time. Yeah, and what was really important in for from that research came the fact that caregiver distress or caregiver burden or difficulties with caregivers is not connected to the age of the care recipients. So just because these um, people were caring for centenarians persons over the age of 100, they didn't necessarily have a more difficult time doing it and so my research looked at caring for persons who are 80 to 89 so octogenarians people who are 90 to 99 so nonagenarians and then centenarians i'm really looking at Um, what is driving that caregiver distress. And so it wasn't the age of the person that you're caring for. In fact, it was more what are you doing? So are you doing heavy physical lifting? Are you caring for 12 to 15 to 18 hours per day? Mm -hmm. Are you caring for someone who has severe um, cognitive impairment? Those kind of things are driving um, caregiver distress, not Mm -hmm. the age or the long, or the length that you've been caring for. And so in, in Japan, in Japanese culture, that was a big news mm-hmm. because it really breaks down the myth of, you know, the older I get, the more difficult or the more heavier a burden I am on my, on my family to care for me. Mm-hmm. And so that was a real big finding for. For, the, for for Sendai and for northern Japan, to really say, no, no, it's not the age. Yeah. It's not you know, age that's driving that distress.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's interesting, isn't it?
3: It is very interesting.
0: Good spot to take a break, here.
2: okay Yeah, I'm getting tired. You're getting tired? yeah, yeah You're having trouble concentrating? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you're
0: listening to Senior Moments on CFIS FM 93.1, and we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Planetary Radio is about life, the universe, and everything.
1: Hi, I'm Matt Kaplan, Planetary Radio's host and producer. We're thrilled to be on CFIS, and we hope you'll join us as we travel the solar system and beyond. You'll hear the explorers, scientists, and creative minds that are taking humanity beyond our lovely home world as they look for life and intelligence elsewhere in the cosmos. That's Planetary Radio, Tuesday nights at 9, here on 93.1 CFIS-FM.
4: Are you remodeling or renovating? Use a convenient dumpster from WJ Store & Go. For general cleanup of your business, house, yard, or even replacing your roofing, see WJ Store & Go and get a low-sided, easy-to-load dumpster. The smallest size is the equivalent of six pickup loads, also available in larger sizes. WJ Store & Go can deliver a convenient-sized dumpster right to your site and pick up when your job is done, all at a super low price. See WJ Store & Go at 1877 First Avenue today. For nearly six 60 years, the Northern Twisters Square Dance Club has been do si in Prince George and they're excited for another year of beginner and mainstream dances. The Northern Twisters welcome members, young and old, couples and individuals of all ages to learn this traditional social form of dance. New dancers are invited to try their first lesson free. Dances are held Monday evenings at Knox United Church along with special dances culminating with the Spring Jamboree in June. More information is available at northerntwisters.ca. Forecast from Environment Canada for today, a mix of sun and cloud, a 30% chance of showers late this afternoon, a high of 14. Tonight, partly cloudy, becoming cloudy before morning with a 40% chance of showers, wind from the south at 20 starting after midnight, a low of 3. On Wednesday, cloudy, a 40% chance of showers in the morning and afternoon, then partly cloudy, wind from the southwest at 20 switching from the northwest at 20 in the afternoon, and a high of 9. (laughs)
0: We're back on Senior Moments, and we're on 93.1, is it? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we're talking to Dr.
0: Shannon Freeman about aging and longevity, and that, that's a subject that really interests me, Sharon. Yeah, is me longevity, too.
2: <laughs> and, and also about what. Uh, Shannon, what you've discovered in Japan.
3: So yeah, let's continue on
2: with your experience there and your research because I'm very interested. I'm going to start eating rice and vegetables.
3: <laughs> well, well, that's a really good that's a really good place to start thinking about, you know what are the factors that can, you know, help to uh, increase the chances that you're going to live live long. And there's a lot of talk about, you know, diet, what do I eat versus what don't I eat. And I really think from all of the research studies I've read that the jury's still out. Uh-huh. Because if you look at the different pockets of... Um, groups that are famous for longevity across the world, so you look at people from Okinawa, Japan, yes. which is the southern island, or you look at uh, people from Sardinia in Italy. Their diets are very different, and there 's the seventh day adventists in yes. the in the United States, so those are some famous kind of groups, and some say you know you should abstain from everything and be vegans and eat all organic and then yep. the Sardinians they have wine and and red meat, and they're shepherds from the mountain. You have people from Okinawa who eat a lot of fish and root vegetables. So it's yeah. yeah. The one the one commonality I would say when we think about longevity, though, is that all of those groups eat in moderation. Mm. And you hear the phrase "eat yeah. until you're seventy percent full." Yeah. And a lot of them really um, have practiced that idea of only eating what you need and a yes. slower pace of eating.
2: Yes, only taking what you need, only eating what you need. I mean, Mm -hmm. and we are not that kind of um, system. I mean, Mm -mm. you'd Go to any restaurant and you'll find out. Yeah, that's right, that's right. And uh, what did that guy say the other day on TV? He said, I cut my hand and gravy poured out. (laughs) Yeah. And it just made me feel sick to my stomach. (laughs) So what about
0: about stress? That must have an effect on how long you live.
3: Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of research about stress yeah. and, and how much stress people can take and constant stress, and so, so. There, there's a lot on it.
2: And, and, and spirituality,
3: I um, you know, I, uh,
2: how much spirituality is a regular part of, of uh these people's lives.
3: Yeah, and I did a paper um, that I did a few years back, and I looked at, you know, what are centenarians' own perceptions of why they have attained advanced longevity? So if you ask them, what what are their secrets to success? And one of the things that came al- up a lot was spirituality and um, finding uh, a meaning and having purpose and yes. positivity. Yes. Um, but what, what else was very interesting was they didn't specifically name I go to church this many times, or no, no. I'm part of this religious domination denomination. It was all about, you know, spirituality and how they felt inside and what kind of um, contentment that they had with themselves. Yeah, um, that what really, really was prominent and came forth. Yes. Yeah,
2: because spirituality and religion are totally different. You know, I was going to say that. Yeah, because when you think of the Japanese arts and their their little gardens that they make and the thing, the things that they do that you know that we are learning to do it's but thought that is like ancient
0: it's very common relaxing like the like i do tai chi and that's the idea is to relax mm-hmm. and
2: uh, have balance and all that
0: stuff yeah, yeah. and
3: slow and slow movement yeah, and slow taking movement. the time to really connect with yourself right. yeah because
2: i wonder if your research would have been the same in tokyo where you know in some of those high energy places where it. where people are staying in little Coffins at night
3: and, <laughs> well you know we, we, when we lived in Japan we had a really small um, apartment and that's a very common thing there but the, it, it didn't you don't feel that because you're never home you're always out with friends and connected with people and activities in the community that it's almost like having a smaller house uh-huh. actually promotes higher engagement with the community mm. um, and so you really see it and then with older adults usually they're in a multi-generational Family, so they're around their children and their grandchildren, and they're always getting that engagement. So small on space, but large on on connectivity.
2: Yes, Um,
3: yes, that's very important, isn't it? We've lost that,
2: you know. Like your daughter lives in Vancouver, and and I see her twice a year. Yeah, Mm yeah, and my relatives, and but we grew up with our family. Closer closer, yeah, yeah, that's a big point, isn't
3: it? Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: and we hear a lot in like in the biomedical research about the importance of genes and you know who your parents are and are you from an aging family, but really the the research is saying that's about worth only about thirty percent of it yes mm. your your genes and it's it's thirty percent, so there's a lot that you can do, lifestyle choices you can make that can really um help you you know not only not not necessarily only live longer but live healthier. With a, with a higher quality of life and so that's And so is important. there,
2: there are more octagarians in Japan than there are in the rest of the world? Is that kind of what you were discovering?
3: So J- Japan is one of the the fastest growing nations in the world so they have one of the highest proportions of, of centenarians and so that's why it was exciting to do my master's there because a lot of the lessons we can learn that Japan is facing now we are going to be facing in Canada um, in the future and like our 2011 census centenarians are the second fastest growing segment of the population in yeah. Canada. We are growing wow. there's there's no. a growing number so yeah.
2: we're living much you, you know longer. my parents died in their 60s and that's quite young. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You well, my parents didn't though. My dad was 75 mm-hmm. and my mother was around 85. Mm-hmm. So yeah. again it depends on yeah, so many factors, Yeah, right? so
2: many factors, I stress. Yeah. And so, um, what did I say, octogenes? So that's I 80, I year 80 year old 80 year olds, yeah. And, and centurions. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say centurions. Centennials, <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: Isn't there a hockey team called centennials? somewhere. So.
2: <laughs> so. So tell us more about Japan. Like, So have you brought that now into your research that you're doing up at UNBC as a comparison? Or?
3: um well, my, my, my research at UMBC is, is still looking at, you know, older adults and, you know, how can we promote quality of life and, and, um really supporting older adults and their preferences so so that's kind of there, but my research at UOBC doesn't have necessarily a centenarian
4: mm-hmm. um,
3: longevity focus mm-hmm. um it's it's a bit different, so um, the research that I'm doing now and it's just beginning is is really exciting um and it's partnered with northern health mm-hmm. and we're looking at um, long term care so residential care facilities mm-hmm. um, across northern health so um, all across northern BC and um, we're really looking at um, seeing if we can see that people are in in the right place Um, because anecdotally there are stories about persons who are in long-term care who might not have um, the need for that level of nursing care services. Um, Maybe they've entered long-term care and they've gotten better or maybe there wasn't the support in the community to help them. And so really we're looking at that kind of situation to say, okay, well how how big is this problem and really what can we do? How can we how can we make things better? I was just thinking about the
2: South Asian um faction in our community. We have a, la- a large South Asian, I think we have what two I'm two not mosques sure. or uh, well,
0: two two temples, temples, two Sikh yeah. temples yeah. And
2: so, um, do you see a lot of um, people from that culture in long term care? I think they're probably taking care of at home.
3: Well, in Canada, we have a very multi ethnic um, population right right across the board and in, in every jurisdiction. Um, which makes us very different from the experience in Japan, yeah. where everyone is from, 99% would be from the same ethnicity. So, so the, Canada is quite different in our...
0: I wonder if it would be interesting to study someone who came, immigrated from Japan to Canada and compare the longevity between staying in Japan and that city where you were and coming here to Canada and see what the difference would be. Huh? yeah, That would be, be interesting,
3: mm-hmm. I think. There's a study called the Honolulu Study and they have, they're have they looking at Japanese who live in Hawaii. Mm. Um, ethnic Japanese who have mm-hmm. lived in Hawaii. and It's a longitudinal study where they've traced that over time and so mm. they've got some really exciting findings mm. and comparisons with, you know, prevalence of disease and mm-hmm. things like that mm-hmm. from from diet and things like that yeah. that they're think, looking at. I think
0: just moving to Hawaii, you put 10 years on your life just
3: <laughs>
2: because
0: there's no winters, right? Yeah.
2: We
3: <laughs> what were the that.
0: winters like where you lived that made me think of that? Oh, in, in Sendai? Japan?
3: Yeah. Um, Sendai would probably be very similar and comparable to southern Ontario. So okay. there's a lot of snow in the winter and there's yeah. very hot, humid, humid summers. Okay. Um, Not as cold as Prince George. Yeah.
2: (laughs) No. And and the snow is heavy and wet in southern Ontario. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And so you were going to (laughs) ask? take a break? No, well, we could take a break, I guess. Yeah, let's take a break.
0: All right. Well, you're listening to Senior Moments on CFISFM 93.1, and we'll be back in two minutes. I'll I'll do that when we come back. Okay. Hi, I'm Bob Dory, and I've been having fun bringing you Before the Beatles on CFISFM 93.1. If you like Bill Haley, Buddy Holly, Laverne Baker, Chuck Berry, Fats Domino, and the other architects of rock and roll, Join me on Sunday evenings for a good old rock and roll radio party as I spin a mix of the artists who dominated the charts before the British invasion. Before the Beatles, Sunday nights from 6 to 8, only here on 93.1 CFIS-FM.
1: Hi, it's Dave Fuller from Ave Maria Specialties on 20th Avenue and Mother Maria's Market in the Bon Voyage Plaza. I'm here talking to you about weight loss. There's a lot of products on the market that claim that you're going to lose weight quickly. At Ave Maria and Mother Maria's Market, we don't have many of these. We really have results-based products that help you get to where you want to be. A lot of them are food-based. We don't have any magic pills, just supplements that help you get results. Come in and talk to one of our herbalists at Ave Maria Specialties on 20th Avenue or Mother Maria's Market in the Bon Voyage Plaza. Healthy products for body, mind, and soul.
0: Hey everyone, Sound Factory's new location is at 1621 South Nicholson. We carry some of the best brands, offer of the best service in Prince George, plus we're open seven days a week. Music lessons start at $20 a half hour and discount it to 19 with two or more students. Be
4: sure to check us out at soundfactory.ca, Facebook and Twitter, or call us at 250-649-0134. The 2015 Canada Winter Games is looking for fun, energetic volunteers to help with the mascot program. The official mascot for the games, Nangus the Fox, has been invited to a wide variety of community events all over town over the next few months, so the Games Society need many volunteers to help bring Nangus to life. No previous experience is needed, just a good sense of fun. For more information or to get involved, call Tracy at 250-649-2392. We're
0: back on Senior Moments on CFISFM 93.1, and we continue to talk to uh, Dr. Sharon Freeman. Sharon. Sharon, uh, sh- Shannon, sorry, not Sharon. We got Shannon and Sharon and and, sh- and Jude, yeah. <laughs> hey, I want to ask you a question. Yes. Why is it that I would uh, spend a, about a 45-minute job on my computer? And then shut the computer off without saving it. Is that the sign of my brain is going? <laughs> oh,
3: I don't know. Maybe it's telling you you should be somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> I a subtle message it. saying, Don't use the computer. Get outside and enjoy yeah, the Yeah, Well I
0: had, I was doing a job that you know, oh, for, for so ECRA and I did yeah. this uh uh, coming events, right? Got it all nicely lined up for October and then didn't save it.
2: See, he's trying to get a free consultation here. Yeah, I'm trying to get
0: figure out what's so going on and where my marbles are going.
2: During the break, we were talking about the importance of activity uh, for people with um, impairments. and So let's talk a little bit about that.
3: Yeah, so I think one of the important messages that came across in my longevity research and is really still coming across in... Um, the new research that I'm doing that's looking at long-term care is really the importance of being engaged. So being socially engaged, um, having friends, um, getting exercise, getting out and and moving around. Um, And so I just um, did a a study looking at um, new new residents admitted to long-term care. And so we looked at residents, so when they entered, and then three months after um, they entered residential care, Facility, and we looked at cognitive decline. So, how are they declining, um, mentally? And we looked at two factors. One was social engagement, and the other one was physical restraints. And so, physical restraints are like your lap belt in your wheelchair, um, or if you, if you're tied, if you're tied down, so, so limb restraints and trunk restraints, um, or -hmm. if you're in a chair that prevents you from, from getting up, um, and so we looked at those two things: engagement in social activities, engagement in life in the facility, um, compared to restraint use. And then we looked at how people declined cognitively. And we found that residents who were engaged in life in the facility—so they entered a long-term care facility, they got out to to social activities, or they um, went to um, they made friends or they had a positive perspective on on their roommate, those kind of things. They got engaged in life. We we saw that was a a very important protective effect against um, declining cognitive functions. And you may say, well, what about persons with, with Alzheimer's? Because we know they're declining. But we saw when we looked at persons who had Alzheimer's and were newly admitted, and persons who didn't have Alzheimer's and were newly admitted, we saw that social engagement was important for both groups, yeah. regardless of if you have Alzheimer's or if you don't. Getting involved and getting engaged and getting out of um, out of your room was was a really important uh, protective factor against um, declining declining mental functions. I, I
0: think we've seen that through the council of seniors, yeah, when yeah. seniors are isolated and. Uh, they don't communicate with the outside world. They they decline.
3: Yeah, yeah, but often we have a misconception that that's a natural part of entering residential care or that's a natural part of aging, and it's not. Cognitive decline is not um, inevitable. It's not going to happen to everyone. There are things that you can do mm-hmm. um, to 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 help modify to yeah. help modify it.
0: Keep your brain active, right?
2: Definitely.
4: Yeah.
2: Well, I I think about um, myself going into a a spot like that. If I couldn't participate, if I wasn't able to, sort of leave, After three organize, months, you'd be
0: running the place.
2: <laughs> That's what they all. It's watch out for her. She'll run the place. But uh, it, wouldn't it be terrible to just have a room to sit in with four walls and a window and? and I've
0: I've gone by the get unit at the hospital and seen people doing that. Yeah, so yeah. It can't be good for them.
2: And so, like, even exercise, singing. Dancing, um, art, those kind of things. I think even it doesn't matter if you can paint or not, or dance or not, or sing or not. It's about keeping all of those parts of your brain moving.
3: Yes, and talking to people and being with people and actually interacting, interacting with people. It's a very important um, thing mm-hmm. uh, to to try to try to get to do rather than just sitting in front of the TV.
0: Yeah, yeah I think
3: that's Getting m- out and sitting with r- your friends yeah. and you know getting out into the sunshine and you know yeah
2: you know and and then when you we start talking about that I start visualizing the young people sitting in front of the computer like yeah. are they being deprived from socio, socialization and and participation too like what are we developing here mm-hmm. if if it hurts a senior what does it do to a kid that's just sitting in front of that computer all day not interacting yeah hmm. yeah well that's there are interactive. there's another research project <laughs> there's another there's
0: interactive aspects to computer use yeah.
2: well but but human interaction is yeah. what we're talking yeah. about, yeah. yeah yeah, and that's the importance of that for longevity, and even if you're skyping, it's still not the warm fuzzies. <laughs> <laughs> Who gets, you know, getting a hug is very important for people. And I think that's partly why they they are allowing animals in now to the seniors' places, that, you know, Ooh. people bring in those service dogs or right. that's what they're called. Right. It's because you see how they hug them. Yeah. There was a picture on, I forget what program it was on, uh, on the net, of a someone bringing a horse into the room, like I wondered what kind of a floor they had to <laughs> yeah. hold the horse. But it had been a, somebody who had worked with horses all mm-hmm. their lives, and having to give that up.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, it, pet therapy and, and getting involved with, with animals is great, and even for, especially for persons with 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 Alzheimer's and dementia, mm-hmm. um, who may not have the language skills, they can still pet a cat. Mm-hmm. You know, or another one, um, wh- one of my friends works at a long-term care facility and one of the things that she does is um, they fold laundry yes and for 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 a lot of older women who have been mothers and caregivers, you know folding baby clothes is a really pleasurable little thing yeah. and it it sparks that you know idea of of you know memories really? of your children and things and it can be a really positive experience, but something as simple as just just folding mm-hmm. baby clothes so
2: now didn't I see uh, something in England where they have um it's almost like a home it's not a it's not an institution it would be a home with four or five seniors in it with one or two workers that would be there 24 hours a day mm-hmm. um making meals together, knitting, playing cards. It's sort of like the Aim High mm-hmm. with the, the kids who have um, mental right. challenges yeah. where they have a worker and have that
3: family atmosphere. Is Are you looking towards maybe uh, that kind of a model? Well, there's, there's lots of bottles out there. And I mean, when, when you're telling that story, it reminds you of, you know, 20 years ago, that was the norm. Yes. That was how we did things. There yes. was, there was homes in the community in the small towns. And, you know, when grandma got old, she went and she went and she lived there. And mm-hmm. so that was the, it, it is interesting how we are reflecting on those practices, you know, That we thought was wrong 20 years ago and now we're thinking oh that really had Mm -hmm. a lot of merit and a lot of value and so how do we reincorporate that Um, there's lots of different things that are out there Um, some of the facilities now you see they're aging in place so they have a retirement home and assisted living or supportive housing portion and then they have the long-term care or residential care portion as well so as individuals age they can move in earlier um, and you can move in with your spouse and then you can receive different levels of care yeah. in a home like atmosphere so that, w- w- that maybe one of the spouses you know was is fully functional and needs help to care for the other spouse who has you know moderate to, to severe dementia, but Mm -hmm. they can be in the same place. Mm -hmm. They can be in the same home. And so we're starting to see those kind of models emerging. That's Um, gateway, I think. Yeah, Yeah. and it relieves the
0: responsibility of, of, you know, taking out the garbage, cutting the lawn, you know, snow removal, painting, all that maintenance stuff that's onerous, right? Yeah. And the older you get, the less you want to do it.
2: But what I'm hearing, Shannon, is you saying that we need to have options. That we 're not some of us like would go kicking and screaming into some of those places, oh definitely, yeah.
3: and it 's not a one size fits all yeah. Aging is aging is a personal process no one no no two people age exactly the same there 's commonalities, but it 's an individualized experience, and I think that that 's a really important. Important yeah. point to make, and, and there should be options. Look at
2: Joan Rivers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she was definitely an individual, wasn't he? But I was going to say that all our lives we're, we're taught to be individuals and bring out our individuality, and then when we get to be sixty-five or seventy, they put us in a in a jail, or yeah, you know, yeah. and we're all supposed to be yeah. the same. Then
2: industry, there we go. Well, well no, up.
0: we don't have. We oh, we can ease nice. into it, yeah, Sharon. Good. But okay. now that we've stopped, we might as well take a
4: break. <laughs> okay. <right? laughs> Well,
0: you are listening to uh, Senior Moments, brought to you by Senior Moments. No. <laughs> we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Brought to you by... Uh, do that? <laughs>
2: oh, you <laughs> During
1: pregnancy, food safety is more important than ever as the risk of foodborne illness is increased. There are approximately 4 million cases of foodborne illness in Canada. Protect yourself and your unborn baby from food poisoning by following four key steps to food safety. Clean, separate, cook and chill. Some foods like hot dogs, raw meat and soft cheeses carry a high risk and shouldn't be consumed. For a more detailed list of foods to avoid and safer alternatives during pregnancy, visit healthycanadians.gc.ca.
4: I'm Trevor Slaney, and I've been practicing law in Prince George for almost 10 years now. Being an executor is a big responsibility. You may be surprised to know that it can take 18 months or more to settle an average estate, and that an executor must attend to dozens of different tasks. And you may not know where to start. You do not need to have all the answers, but you do need to know where to find them. The most important decision you will make is choosing an experienced estates lawyer to give you clear, solid advice and to guide you through this. Please call me, Trevor Slaney, at Hoag Slaney Lawyers, 561-0008
1: during pregnancy food safety is more important than ever as the risk of foodborne illness is increased There are approximately 4 million cases of foodborne illness in Canada. Protect yourself and your unborn baby from food poisoning by following four key steps to food safety. Clean, separate, cook, and chill. Some foods like hot dogs, raw meat, and soft cheeses carry a high risk and shouldn't be consumed. For a more detailed list of foods to avoid and safer alternatives during pregnancy, visit healthycanadians.gc.ca.
4: Forecast from Environment Canada for today, a mix of sun and cloud, a 30% chance of showers late this afternoon, a high of 14. Tonight, partly cloudy, becoming cloudy before morning with a 40% chance of showers. Wind from the south at 20 starting after midnight, a low of 3. On Wednesday, cloudy, a 40% chance of showers in the morning and afternoon, then partly cloudy, wind from the southwest at 20 switching from the northwest at 20 in the afternoon, and a high of 9. back on Senior Moments, and we're
0: being brought to you by Trevor Slaney of Hoag Slaney Lawyers. Got it this time, Sharon. (laughs) For help with wills, estates, and planning, call Trevor at 250-561-0008.
2: I always like to say they're our favorite lawyers. They're our favorite (laughs) lawyers, yes. They're our only lawyers. (laughs) And so we were talking, oh, before we... Um, we were talking about. Oh, you were talking about turning 65, and being put into a.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah like they yeah. expect you to be. You know, during, during your life, you 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 develop your own personality, your wisdom, your experience, your individuality, and then once you're a certain age, they just throw you in the in the garbage. Well, kind of.
2: Kind of. <laughs> that's kind well, of Well, that's a, how you feel.
0: You yeah. Know, yeah. And, only,
2: and and the other thing is like it was mandatory to retire at sixty yes, five, it was. wasn't it? And yeah. that was so unfair. Yeah. Can you imagine me having to retire ten years ago? Even now. <laughs> Even now. <laughs> <laughs> Even now. <laughs> Wouldn't happen. And so so this you, for such a young woman. Being in mind you, I was always interested in in seniors because I learned so much from them,
3: yeah.
2: and everything I know about horses like I, I didn't get raised on a farm or anything, but um my dad used to take me up to the riding stables and drop me off and leave me there for a few <laughs> hours, and I would go and seek out the old codgers. And sit while well, they were sitting behind the the barn, chewing on chewing tobacco, oh, right. talking about what they did i 'd be taking notes, really, and I learned so much about how to care for horses that they didn 't have books really on them in no. those days. No and uh and so you you really must learn a lot by your work through your work eh
3: and i think the other thing though is it confirms a lot of what you've heard mm-hmm. and it makes sense when you when you see that you know what what you've heard all along in your life well there's evidence to support that right um another interesting project i did in japan um was i conducted one of the first studies that looked at um smelling and your balance Yes. And so what I did, one of the studies that I did, I worked in the outpatient clinic in the hospital, and so when um, older adults came to see the geriatrician, um, they'd come into my office and I'd put them on a balance plate, like a force plate that kind of looks like the Wii, you know, the Wii yeah, balance board. Yeah, yeah. And they'd stand there and I would take a, like a perfume stick and I would stick it in some essential oil and stick it under their nose and then I would look at what happened to their balance. Oh. And so I looked at um, the effects of black pepper oil. And the effects of lavender oil, mm-hmm. and then just the effects of just dipping that stick in water mm-hmm. as a as a control, just to see well, you know, <laughs> is it stick the stick that's doing the thing? And we thought originally we thought you know lavender you know would would. Um, would make your balance worse because you would, would relax and then you wouldn't balance very well. And then mm-hmm. black pepper oil would make you, your balance better because mm-hmm. it would stimulate you. It's a brain, brain stimulator. Yeah. Um, and then the water would do nothing. But in fact, we found that smelling lavender stimulated you, as did black pepper. Mm-hmm. And both of them improved the balance. So not only did the people move less, mm-hmm. they moved um, slower. And so that was a really interesting thing. And then I, I, we we had to look for, so why is this happening? And I kept thinking back. Remember when I was little and, you know, you, you someone would faint and you'd have smelling salts, yes, right? Yes. And immediately they would be stimulated and back up. Yeah. And so then we saw with older adults where balance can be, they, they have more difficulties with balance and gait. We see that smelling something really had this physiological Effect. Hmm. So then we wanted to see. Well, okay. Well, I know that if I stick something in front of your nose, that oh my gosh, you're you're stimulated. But does that happen over time? Do we see a long term effect? So we did a randomized control trial in a in a long term care facility in Japan for one year. Oh. And we got patches. These um kind of like a sticker. Mm-hmm. And we would put. It, they would put it inside the lapel of the older adults' clothes every morning when they put their clothes on. And so they'd walk around all day and some people just had blank stickers on their clothes and then other people had lavender patches on their clothes. And then we looked at fall incidents over, over, over the year. So did people who had the lavender patch fall less? Uh And in fact, we did. We found, we found, we found some evidence to say, yeah, it really made a difference over the long term. And the smell was very, very subtle. Uh Uh-huh. Um, so if I was sitting beside you, I wouldn't know you have a lavender patch on your yeah. clothes. You might not even know that yeah. you had a lavender patch on your clothes when you do it. But that long term hmm. exposure had a physiological response. Um and so that was but 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 it goes back to the idea of that research really confirmed what my grandmother had told me as a child and showed me. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, well, and mm. in fact there is scientific evidence to say, wow, there really is a relationship here and so that was you know, one of the, oh, no. the side projects I did, yeah. Well, well you, you made me think of
2: Yardley's lavender and, yeah. uh, and how that has always been sort of an older woman's uh, scent. Yeah. And uh, certainly my grandmother's, and and I have Yardley. I'm going to start spraying it on me so I don't fall over.
3: <laughs> no, no. Bring, no me, <laughs> bring me a bottle too, will you? <laughs> No, I'm not t- I'm not telling all your listeners now to go out and smell like lavender. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is it I confirmed know. the judgment that, that I... and, and then, uh, Things that my grandmother had told me when I was but younger. Scent
0: is a strong memory
3: yes, uh, it stimulator is. too. Yeah. So yeah.
0: I think scent is more important. Mm-hmm. Smells are more important to us than we realize.
3: But I
2: hadn't know, thought of it until now that um, I am losing my ability to smell scents as easily as I did when I was younger. Oh yeah. And I am losing my balance a lot. More. I found this, I, I found think,
0: the same thing. Yeah, it yeah. just.
2: Well, you fell. Just a,
0: I felt just last week.
3: Yeah. yeah. And uh, Another one, though, is, is taste. Is, is Taste yep. sensation also changes with age. Yes. That's a normal age related yep. change. And so, watch how much salt you're putting on your food because mm. the ability to taste. Salt as you age yeah. decreases. Yeah. So every time I go to my parents' house for dinner, I'm always shocked by how much salt my dad <laughs> my dad will put on <laughs> put on his on his, on his dinner, and my mom every day says, "Don't put so much salt on the <laughs> meal." Yeah. But it's because that perception of of tasting yeah. salt is, is declining. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: so the the balance thing with aging. Do you know why that happens? Why we lose our balance? Is it to do with our inner ear? Or like, I know that you're not medical, but you might have heard something along
3: the way. <laughs> there, there, there's a, there's a lot of, of information out there. We could do a whole hour segment on just, on, on balance. just balance and, yeah. and age-related changes with balance.
2: Well, we'll have alone. to do that because Tai Chi like helps. Yeah, yeah, and and walking, I'm sure, yeah. helps a lot. But I think that might be an interesting thing to do is to have a uh, some time because, I mean, we all wonder why we're, why am I losing
3: my balance? You know, I get mad. Oh, darn, I've lost it again. I'll hit the wall at home. <laughs> <laughs> and those are important. It's important to tease out what's a natural age related change, what's natural and, 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 and is common to most people. Yeah. And then what are the warning signs and things that you should be looking at of, oh, the, well, this isn't normal. Like yeah. cognitive decline. Yeah. It's not normal. No. You know, and so that's a, that's a red flag, you know, something's changing, something's happening, but it also might be modifiable. There's yeah. lots of things but that can be, be done. Be no, don't Don't, 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 don't worry. I'm thinking.
0: Oh boy. You know, I'm glad it can be modifiable. Well, but but, it, but let's define cognitive decline for our listeners and for me.
3: So that's when 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 you you start to become forgetful and yeah. and you're you're not remembering things as well as you could and you're yeah. having more difficulty with your your thinking processes. Mm. Well, we have a
2: very dear friend who has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's, <laughs> yeah. and and he's very close to Bob, Yep. and, uh, you know, it's very sad to see. Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah, and uh, it's getting a little worse all the time. Uh,
2: yeah, and it, it's such a sad uh, illness, and, well, and, you know, people just... Um,
0: I think he's finding it frustrating right now, yeah. because he realizes, you know, like, this strain of thought will stop in the middle, and, like, you know, it's almost like it... He slips into neutral for yep. a few seconds and then it can sometimes it continues and sometimes it doesn't. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty frustrating. Do
2: you, do you work with a lot of Alzheimer's uh, people? Yourself? So in your research?
3: Oh definitely. There's lots yep. of persons with Alzheimer's and and, all, and Alzheimer's is just one form of Dementia. Uh, of dementia. Right, there's yeah. there's lots of them out there and they're all different and and so Um, Yeah, I definitely see it a lot. Like that paper that we looked at with social engagement and restraints use that I talked about earlier, Mm -hmm. half of our population, we had over 100,000 people in that study. And and about 58,000 of them, if I remember correctly, had dementia, had a a diagnosis of dementia. And we really wanted to look at, okay… But what about social engagement for them? Because it's it's different, mm-hmm. you know. And that was and that was something that we wanted to look at it's because is it is it going to help them as well? Yes. Social engagement going to help them as well. Yeah. And the answer was yes. yes. It's going to help both groups. So when pe- persons enter residential care, regardless of that diagnosis of dementia um they still the, the facility still should be prioritizing getting people engaged getting people involved in the, in a capacity that they can so like the pet the pet therapy is a yeah. great idea you know mm. um or cleaning tables or something like that but getting active and getting involved um is important for everybody
2: and so uh, did part of your study uh, focus on the the caregiver at all you know like burnout or um, about because we talk a lot about um, having a place for the respite respite yeah
3: yeah and so when I looked at caregiver um, distress and um, persons with um, who is caring for someone who has dementia it's that middle phase what you just alluded to which is where the where where the distress of the caregiver peaks it's highest when um, the person is is Having that transition where they're aware sometimes and they're not aware sometimes and how to adapt to it, um because at the beginning you're just kind of in shock, yep, and so as as the disease progresses, it becomes more difficult, but then when someone is severely impaired um, it 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 may the challenges are very different mm-hmm. for caregivers then, so is the person wandering? That mm-hmm. that because if you're if you if the person is wandering that is extremely distressful for the caregiver because they're worried they they close their eyes for two minutes to have a nap yep. and their loved one has gone out the gone. door and yeah. they're and they're frightened and so that that period can be can be one of the most dist- distressing times wow mm. yeah
2: boy yeah. talk about anxiety yeah mm. yep. yeah yeah
0: and my other friend whose uh, dad finally passed away from Alzheimer's he had. Uh, he smoked, uh-huh. but he would sit down in a chair and light a cigarette and put Ouch. it in the ashtray and then think, "Oh, what am I doing here?" And he'd go upstairs to the kitchen and light another cigarette yeah. and oh, and dear. you know it was and it wasn't it was not just stressful, but it was dangerous, Yes, you know? and, exactly, and the family were all on edge, you yeah. Know? so yeah it uh, it can be hard on the people around the person who's ill too,
3: yeah, and getting the ideas on how to on how to adapt to yeah. those changing needs, yeah. so um especially with women, sometimes when women get dementia they they start cooking. And they forget that they left the stove on things yeah. like that, and it, it, it's, a safe, it's a safety issue. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. And so now I'm thinking about Japan and how you were saying that some of the caregivers were in their 80s, and and um, and so it was. So that was part of just life, where here we seem to be shocked by life. Yeah.
3: Yes, so, and and that's part of part of their natural. Their natural role. Yeah. as yeah. their yeah. self-identified role as a caregiver, yeah.
0: And they have yeah. years of experience. Like yeah. if you've been taking care of your grandma for 30 years, you get, you yeah, know, you your get
2: mother-in-law. Sk- skilled at
0: it, right? <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. Some people in North America are thrown into it Right at the end of their lives, almost, you know.
2: Well, I think there's a certain amount of denial in in our world yeah, where we live that we're never going to die, right. and or we're in denial that we're, and so yeah. there's not that preparation right. for for that. Um, and I think that's something that we try to promote here is to talk about these things so that we can start to yep. prepare.
3: Yep. And I, th- I think having the conversation and and starting to talk. Um, to your family and to your friends about those issues is one of the most important things that, that can start to happen.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I will I will say we need to talk about it, but I'm the last person that's going to accept the fact that I'm aging.
3: <laughs> but, I'm but aging is not all negative. It's, no, not, no. it's not all decline. It's not all doom and gloom. Yeah. There's lots of wonderful things that happen as we age. Like getting
2: wisdom. Yes. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that one. <laughs> well, I do. I mean, when you think about what you got upset about uh, years ago, and, and what you don't get upset about now, it's it's mm-hmm. just such a more relaxing way. You yeah. know, it's sort of like what it's not a whatever attitude. It's we know that we'll survive it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's that kind of uh, attitude, I think.
3: That resiliency, yes. inner resiliency.
2: Yeah. Now maybe we should take a moment to talk about the. Um, upcoming workshop. sure,
0: because that would be our last thing before yeah. we sign off yeah. today. And it's uh, aging with grace and humor. Yes, right. And uh, Shannon, you're going to be presenting there.
3: Yeah, so this is on Saturday, October the 11th, right. Um, and I'm really excited to be to be speaking at that and I'm going to be talking a lot about um, depression, depression in, in later life um, and geriatric suicide. So when we talk about things that we don't, when we there's issues people don't want to talk about, those are mm-hmm. two that are are often taboo topics. Mm-hmm. But it's important to to bring it out in the open and let's have the conversation about it. So I'm going to be talking about you know some warning signs to, re, to to recognize whether within yourself or within your friends things that that you should be looking at to say oh maybe I should have a conversation with this person or mm, maybe things aren't all aren't all okay. Uh um, yeah. and so that's what I'm gonna be talking about. I think right. I'm in the morning session right. um on that. But it's a full day event. Um and are you are you part of you're coming to it, right? Yes,
2: I want to. I wanna come
0: I wanna come to yeah. it. I'm yeah. gonna sign up. Yeah. And uh
2: and so it's on October the seventeenth. That's a Saturday. Eleven. 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 Eleven.
0: And yeah. and we'll have more for, we'll have more on this session as uh, time goes by. We'll bring up more details yeah. where it is, how much it costs, and all that kind of stuff.
3: And I hear they have uh, they have lunch.
0: Oh wow, <laughs> we're there, right? Sharon? Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I think there's going to be an afternoon session on driving, and they're going to have an occupational therapist talk okay. about how you can retrofit
2: your home.
0: All right, so it's time to wrap it up. For well, I just day, want Sharon. to say
2: the Golden Age Tea is on the 15th. That's okay. why I kept getting that teen thing in there at right. two till four at the Civic Center. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> so uh, thank you, uh, Shannon, for coming and, and oh, enlightening sure. us.
3: Yes. Yeah, and if anybody wants to 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 talk to me, I, I'm I'm easily accessible at the university, or you can email me. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's Shannon dot Freeman at uh, unbc.ca, right? right? Right. And we're going to have her back on again, yes, right? Yes, we are. We, we are, for sure.
2: Some interesting okay. things.
0: and uh, we should mention our sponsor one more time yeah, before too. we go, Sharon. Yeah. It's uh, uh, Trevor Slaney of Hoag Slaney Lawyers for Help with Wills Estates and Planning. Call Trevor at 250-561-0008. And that's it for today.
2: Thanks Thanks for having me.
0: See you next week. Senior Moments has been sponsored by Trevor Slaney of Hove Slaney Lawyers. For help with wills,
1: estates, and planning, call Trevor at 250-561-0008. Senior Moments is a co-production of 93one CFISFM and the Prince George Council of Seniors. Produced by A.J. Fair with executive producer Sharon Heard. Theme music for Senior Moments is courtesy of Golf Brooks Music. Visit senior-moments.ca for replays of Senior Moments, plus video and photos of the show.